Welcome back to the Retirement Coffee Talk podcast with Sharice Rivers and Zinnia Wealth. I'm Randy Cook, and on today's show, we're talking about the seven biggest mistakes that people make before retirement and, of course, how to avoid them. And today we're actually going to have kind of a theme show. We're going to go through a list of things that people make a mistake on before they go into retirement. Part of our show is to try to say, here's what you should be doing as you get ready, but also warn you against some of the things that people do that they kind of make a misstep as they get into retirement. Because Sharice, I mean, that is one of the reasons that people come to see you and they say, hey, Sharice, I dipped into my 401k. I took <laughs> I my social security. I don't know if I should have done that. And, and, and sometimes you have to mop up a little of the mess, don't you? You know, people come in to me for a couple reasons. I screwed up or <laughs> I give up or how can I retire now? Those are the three reasons people come in and see us. So if I screwed up, that means maybe you were really great at what you did when the market's going up, but you aren't great as it's going down or mm -hmm. sideways. And mm -hmm. the other one is uh, just they're just ready to hand the reins over. They're ready to retire and enjoy life. And right. and who doesn't want to come in to figure out if they can retire now versus waiting five years, you know? So it's easy, easy peasy stuff here. We do it every day. We love doing it. And um, those are my three favorite questions. All right. Well, we're going to go through some of the things we want you to avoid. And, uh, and at the top of that list is something that I hear many times is I took Social Security too early. And, and sometimes they'll let it go. And then they realize, oh, gosh, I think I made a mistake. And if you don't undo that within a year, you're kind of locked in. So talk to me about people's options on taking Social Security, the ages, things like that. Okay, so seven common mistakes. The first one we're starting with is Social Security. And Social Security, it's a doozy because most people want to take it as early as they can. Mm -hmm. uh, 62 is the earliest you can collect. But if you collect at 62, you don't get 100% of the benefits that you're actually entitled to. And it doesn't mean that's a mistake, but I'll say 75% of our world collects at 62 because grandma and grandpa did, maybe dad did, maybe maybe they just don't feel like they're gonna live long enough. Mm -hmm. And so I implore people to look at the social security analyzer that we provide because it's gonna help you with that direction. It's gonna say, you know, Maybe 62 is okay, but what if you waited to 64? What if you waited to even 67? Sometimes our Social Security analyzer, based on how much you've saved and what your debt is and all that jazz, might say 70. But it doesn't mean you have to go that long because my personal algorithm, I call that my brain, <laughs> for most people nowadays, I'm not telling them to wait till age 70. So, you know, we're not a robo-advisor here, right? We're not just giving you software and saying, plug it in. We're actually communicating with you why maybe today this is going to work as well for your scenario, right? So 62, don't take it too early. Full retirement age is between 66 and 67 to where you get 100% of your benefits. And if you wait to age 70, you get delayed retirement credits, right? That's a, basically 8% a year until 70. This makes your check a lot bigger. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot bigger. And if you are married, and maybe one of the spouses uh, didn't work as much, maybe taking care of kids, whatever the, the reason might be, didn't have a huge Social Security checkup. It might be important to wait to take the higher income earner Social Security a little later because when one person passes, the smaller one falls off anyways and mm -hmm. you get to keep the larger one, especially if you haven't planned for like a contractual guarantee or a private pension or if you're not getting a pension from your employer. So. Just know that those are some of the basic rules when it comes to Social Security. Um, there's so many other rules out there, Randy. But I will tell you, the, the main source 
for retirees, I would say, I think the number, Randy, was 40 to 50%. Yeah. Um, is their total income is based on Social Security. So it's an important so. piece. You got to treat it that way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you want to make sure not all your eggs are in one basket, right? When you're you're planning and, and strategizing, because if forty to fifty percent of your income is Social Security, that means, and let's say you're pulling fifty grand a year between you and your spouse, but then you need another forty grand to fifty thousand dollars to cover the difference for your retirement years. You know, we have to get a little creative. We we have to build in those safe money strategies, growth strategies, protection strategies that that actually work side by side with Social Security. Social Security is an, an income check, which is really important and is guaranteed for the rest of your life, God willing. And hopefully the politicians get all this right, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, we want to be extra cautious. So. The common mistake here is people like to collect too early. If you're unhealthy or parents pass away early in life and you feel like you're in the same boat, maybe that is a reason to collect at 62. But this is why we pose the question to actually helping you make that decision. Because we walk the walk every day talking to clients about this every day. We've seen people... Um, come in 15 years ago and collecting too early. And now they're, they're saying, gosh, I didn't think I was going to live this long and I should have waited or maybe listened, et cetera. But, Mm -hmm. you know, just learn through um, default of what we've learned talking to clients. Well, what I hear you saying is that your social security decision has to work with the rest of your retirement plan. So you have to figure out what's going in, what's going out, how much do you need? And uh, to wait on social security might be the right decision, but we need to run the numbers there. And that one kind of goes along with the next one on the list. Number two is uh, working while you're taking social security. So you get to 62 and your job seems fine, but look at that. I, I can get another 14, 16, $1,800 a month. I can give myself a little bit of a raise, but Sharice, it doesn't always work out that way because of taxes. Exactly. So when people continue to work and collect social security before full retirement age, which can be between 66 and 67 for everyone out there, they like to take a few bucks back of your social security check because you're working. Okay. So let's talk about these rules. Number one, if you work and you make over a certain amount of money and you're 62 and you decide to collect social security, they're going to take $1 of every $2 out of your social security check. Right. Wow. And then in full retirement year, that age, they're going to take $1 of every $3 out, but you're allowed to make more. But the month you turn full retirement age, that very month, if it's January 1st, 2023, you can make all the money you want in the whole entire world, and they won't take that money out. So that's one thing you need to know. Mm -hmm. The other thing you need to know is provisional income formula. This is how we figure out how much of your Social Security is taxable, right? And so let's just go through some basic rules so that you understand it. Because when I teach classes, Randy, I mean, I teach two to three classes a month. Nobody, I asked, anybody have heard of this? Not one single person has ever heard of provisional income formula. And the fact that their Social Security is likely going to be taxable. And they're like, what? How come I'm just hearing this for the first time? And Mm -hmm. somebody's maybe 70 or 60 or 65 or 55 in these classes. And we want to educate you because if you plan now, you can save a lot in taxes later. So let's talk about provisional income formula. How do they figure out how much of your Social Security is going to be taxable? They basically take your modified adjusted gross income, right? If you look at your 1040 tax form and you go to the bottom, that's typically your adjusted gross income. So you got to look at your modified adjusted gross income, whatever that number says. 
Now you add that to only half the Social Security you're collecting, okay. and then you got to sprinkle in any tax exempt interest. So if you have muni bonds, I know you don't get tax on those, but whatever the returns are on those, they get added into the equation. It's quite ridiculous, but it is the way of the world and mm-hmm. Social Security, right? When you add it all up and you're married filing jointly and your income is over $44,000, up to 85% of your Social Security is now taxable. I mean, can you, can you, this, this picture of this, Randy, get a household, a husband and wife, they both have a Social Security check. If one of them also has a pension, this is a really easy number to get to $44,000 in income in a household. And then if you're you're having to take your required minimum distributions, or if you have cash rents, it's easy to hit that number. And for the average retiree, you're paying up to 85% of that social security check in taxes. So I will do simple math. This is not how it goes. There's two calculations. Let's just say you have $10,000 in social security and you hit that window of over 44,000 in total income because you're married and filing jointly. Well, they say up to 85% of your social security is taxable now. So let's just use simple numbers, 85%. Randy, multiply $10,000 times 85% and you get 8,500, right? 8,500. So when you look at that 1040 tax form, that front page skim right to the middle of that page and it says social security. And you have to put that $8,500 of the 10,000 that you're collecting on the form and it's taxed last and it's taxed at the highest marginal tax bracket that you land in on top of it. So a lot of people think they're going to get the social security check, but you will trust me, but you're going to owe uncle Sam more money than you probably ever Mm. imagined on that social security check based on these provisions. So know before you go, um, this is not a myth. This is um, very true. The common mistake here on number two, working while taking Social Security, is also having to pay the tax bill and those other rules we just spoke about. Gotcha. So the other thing that I know that a lot of people worry about and why they might take Social Security early is all these stories that we see out there right now that Social Security is going broke. And it, it was 2034, and now it's 2032, and I keep, that, that date just keeps getting closer and closer to us. So talk to me about the fear of that. Is that a trigger point for people why they take their social security early or why they work while they take their social security and what are the dangers there? Absolutely. That is a thousand percent the reason why people collect social security early because we've always had this this debt clock. We've always had this social security number saying the social security trust fund is going to run out at a certain point and then they're going to lower your benefits or we're going to be printing money and we're going to be hit with inflation. So people are like, ah! I don't even know if I'm going to live long enough, especially after COVID. And now it's they're thinking it went from 2036 to 2034. Now it's 2032. I am collecting my Social Security now mm-hmm. because it might not be here long enough for them to collect it. So there's a fear out there that it won't be there. And they're saying by 2032, it won't be there. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Retirement Coffee Talk podcast. If you want to find out more or sit down with Cherie so you can start your retirement planning, find us online at ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A Wealth.com. On our next podcast, we'll continue the conversation, this time about your investments, the up and the downside of being too aggressive or even too conservative. We hope you'll join us.
Therese Rivers is an investment advisor representative of Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Sharice Rivers is licensed in your state, please contact their office. Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Sharice Rivers, NPN Insurance License Number 8718011.